If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What is up everyone? It's me, the Pokemon Cave, and welcome to a brand new season and a brand new year. Now, of course, the very first episode came out on January 1st, New Year's Day. That episode was strictly basically Pokemon battles that Bambi and I had during the month of September. The next one that will come out will be October and the last one in November that we did uh, before she left. However, today, let's look at some interesting things. First off, the new Pokemon anime is finally getting the English dub, and it's coming sooner than later. However, uh, unless you're in the US, you know, us Canadians and Australians, we're going to have to wait a little bit longer, unfortunately. So, you see, Pokemon Horizons will premiere on Netflix for the US fans only on February 23rd. But those in Australia and Canada will have to wait a few days more before the show premieres in their territories. The Australian premiere is set for February 27th on 9GO, while Canadian fans will get to meet Liko and Roy on March 2nd through Cartoon Network and Teletoon. Although, it doesn't actually mention anything about Netflix. I'm assuming it's going to premiere on Netflix as well as the Cartoon Network and Teletoon, but we'll see. Now, of course, the Pokemon Company official announcement doesn't mention episode count past. Now, of course, past episode seasons have rolled out uh, on Netflix in 12 episode chunks. Uh, will that be the same thing this year? Well, well, we'll see. But more than likely, if they've done it once, they've done it twice, they're probably going to do it a third time. Next up, we all know that the cards, you know, typically go up and down depending on what they are and the market and win necessarily i mean prime example is uh team up cards team up was dirt cheap for the longest time and then somehow somewhere everyone decided you know what these are going to be worth a hell of a lot more now <laughs> sucks for me because i was trying to collect every ghastly haunter and gengar card and now gengar has become a ridiculously expensive card basically like a charizard but obviously cooler. Come on, guys. Gengar kicks ass compared to Charizard. Well, 24 years ago, Pokemon Snap. We all remember Pokemon Snap, right? Not the remake. Nah, screw the remake. I'm talking the OG Pokemon Snap. It gave us a Charmander, Squirtle, and a Bulbasaur trading card. And they just sold more, or sold for more than a freaking house. You see, Pokemon Snap Contest versions of Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur sold for over $230,000 combined. Now, 
if you're in Canada, $230,000, $230, sorry, is not gonna buy you a house. It might buy you maybe a one by one square foot of property. It sure as hell ain't gonna buy you a house. If you're in the US, and again, depending on what part of the US, yeah, probably, probably would buy you a decent house. So the extremely rare Pokemon cards featuring the series original starters, Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur recently sold for $70,000 a piece, be beating previous auction records by some distance. The collectibles guru flagged the auctions on Twitter over the weekend, or X, and learned this in the first place because the post was shared by the official account for the PSA, which graded the cards in question. A 7 for Charmander, 8 for Squirtle, and a near-perfect 9 for Bulbasaur. All three auctions were conducted via Golden, which is widely known for trading in sports cards and paraphernalia, and closed on November the 18th after some eye-watering bidding wars. The enormous caveat here is that Golden charges a fairly, fairly high buyer's premium of 22%, which inevitably inflates the final price. The actual winning bids for all three cards were $65,000. Charmander, uh, for Charmander, sorry, 60000 for Squirtle and 66000 for Bulbasaur. Finally, Bulbasaur gets the win it deserves, eh? Come on. Even with the added fee factored in, which brought the final cost for all three cards to 2233000 sorry. These auctions are still head and shoulders above previous TCG starter prices, and there are a few reasons for that. Firstly, these starter variants are extremely rare. They can be they can all be traced back to Japanese Pokemon Snap photo contest that ran in 1999. Now, of course, basically players sent in pictures they'd taken using the Nintendo 64 Pokemon Photography Slim, which finally got a deserved sequel on the Switch 22 years later. And the winners had their photos printed as actual cards. Now, of course, only a few of these non-Asian cards were ever made, 15 or 20, depending on the contest batch which is why they're some of the most viable variants out there. In 2021, a Pokemon Snap Articuno sold for roughly $43,000, or 6.4 million yen, uh, via Mandrake. Perhaps most famously, a Pokemon Snap Magikarp sold for over $130,000 last year. Yeah, Magikarp, the dumbest, stupidest, weakest Pokemon in the world, who eventually evolves into the great, one of the greatest Pokemon ever, sold for $130,000. Holy crap! Now, of course, the starter versions recently sold via Golden were all graded fairly high, which naturally affects their value as well, right? Now, of course, to our knowledge, this was also the first time these Pokemon Snap starters have been auctioned since the TCG boom a few years back. We all know, you know, when that happened, back when we were all kind of stuck doing nothing. We've, everyone and their grandmothers decided, well, I might as well open up packs, right? <laughs> now, a handy roundup from Poke Pokemon uh, concurs and shows that the prices on the Snap variants were already going up. The Hobby's explosion hiked the price on many of the cards amid surging fan demand, lavish auction prices, and celebrity collector culture. Uh-huh. Yeah. We all know what they're talking about, right? Coupled with Golden's reputation for high-end auctions, with the site's rare sports cards regularly selling for upwards of $100,000, this set was perfectly positioned to bring in large bids. 
Now, of course, earlier this year, a Pokemon collector was left stunned after US Customs shredded the Pokemon Yellow copy that he spent thousands on from the same or from a, another auction group as well. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen when these people get their cards. Our next story brings us to the TCG regionals that happened all the way back in Poland in November. Now, <laughs> we all know there's massive decks out there that can stall, can wipe out your opponent real quick. But did you know that there's a Snorlax deck that can stall an opponent out? Yeah, freaking Snorlax of all the Pokemon in the world, Snorlax. So you see, the TCG gameplay is always shifting. According to strategies that most top players use, stalling is considered one of the most controversial plays in the current meta. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The new Poland Regional Championship winner proved that it is a viable and powerful strategy against even the most experienced players. Now, I'm not even going to say his name because I'm going to butcher the living crap out of it. But he prevailed over Aaron Kigma on the Gednask Regional Masters uh, by using a Snorlax stall strategy, strategy sorry, commonly referred to as Stallax. <laughs> now, the current holder of the TCG Poland Championship used a series of by-the-book plays combined with stalling power of the Snorlax card and controlled the situation from the start, making his opponent's Charizard play crumble to dust. During the regional championships, these players showed incredible pals and fought tooth and nail to prevail as the 2024 champions. It is worth mentioning that him and Aaron prevailed over a whopping 576 participants of the Swiss rounds, then stood up during the top cut and made it to the finals using a combination of rock solid strategy and by the book plays. During the Masters Final, uh, the winner displayed a cold-blooded stall strategy using Snorlax stalling and Rotom V support, while Kigma went for a more aggressive approach, playing his Pidgeot EX and then bumping up at energy. Now, the winner responded by playing Misfortune Sisters to chop down Kigma's deck and discriminating his item play. For the rest of the match, the now-considered champion kept chipping away at Aaron Kingma's plays by forcing him to deck away his cards and provoking him to rush his Charizard play while keeping the play around stalling and countering with trainer cards. Ultimately, Kingma recognized the superiority, there's superiority, wow, I cannot speak today, of his rival and forfeited to reach the second game. 
Now, of course, the second game of the final match could be qualified as one of the fastest games on record. Eh, let's see. <laughs> With an impressive head start from the winner, who, after the initial shuffle and cut, had a clear advantage. He started by repeating his Snorax card, and Kingman responded with Charmander. The winner then played a Battle VIP Pass item card and reshuffled his deck, gaining the upper hand once more and forcing Kikma to rush his play. Kikma saw what was coming ahead as the prize pool was not budding well for his strategy, thus conceding once more. From the get-go, the winner proved his superiority and rock-solid strategy, but luck is also a relevant factor in the TCG. So you could say that Kingma also had poor luck during the shuffle phrases, phrases sorry, and was unable to consolidate his play, which is absolutely true. I mean, I have a very powerful deck, uh, and even my powerful deck will crumble instantly if I don't get a even a half decent hand. If I can't get even part of what I need to get going. It is a massive uphill battle, and unfortunately, most times it will lose. And our last two stories are going to be about people who didn't spend a whole lot of money, but came out with a massive win. The first one is a collector spends hundreds, figuratively speaking, on a nostalgic booster pack. So of course, for many fans who grew up alongside the brand, collecting trading cards was almost inevitable. In 2023, many of the older TCG packs that fans grew up with now sell for hundreds of dollars, making it really hard to collect many of the older sets. However, that didn't stop one collector from purchasing a first edition Gym Heroes pack on the Whatnot Marketplace for a nostalgic trip. Now, the TCG fan showed off their purchase through a post on the Pokemon TCG subreddit, where they said, I opened a $240 pack of first edition Gym Heroes. Here's how it went. Now, unfortunately for the collector, their haul didn't contain many expensive or rare cards. Still, while none of the pulls were standouts, they're all slightly more expensive than normal thanks to it being a first edition pack. While the pack didn't really blow the community or the buyer away, many anticipated the fun trip down memory appreciated sorry the fun trip down memory lane after seeing the pack and its contents. One said, back when hauls and a variety Back when hollows of any variety, sorry, were seen as rare nostalgic rush, said one fan. One other said, honestly, for me, even if there wasn't any hits, I'd be so excited. I love old cards. Thankfully, the OP explained that they only spent about $20 of their own funds on the pack. They go on to say, I was out of pocket, maybe $20 shipping and tax included. So I was hyped to rip this pack. At least I got my money's worth and got some cool vintage cards to boot. As such, some fans commented that it was worth opening the pack. One saying, hey, for a free pack, it's a great journey down the nostalgic road. $20 is certainly worth the ride. While Pokemon TCG collecting certainly has its ups and downs, it's hard to beat the simple pleasure of opening a rare old pack. And finally, we all sometimes stumble upon really great finds on a garage sale, right? Sometimes people don't know exactly what they're selling and you can get it for dirt cheap. Other times, you take a risk and it actually pays off really well. Well, this guy spent $50 on a garage sale binder and gets an incredible surprise. So 
So one extremely fortunate TCG fan found a reverse hollow dark Blastoise number four from the original legendary collection in a garage sale binder that they bought for just $50. In doing so, they made an immediate return on their investment while also adding to their ever-growing list of online antidotes about the TCG fan finding ridiculous deals at yard sales. The first English version of Dark Blastoise, number three, dates back to 2000, Pokemon Team Rocket set. That expansion was reprinted two years later as part of the Pokemon Legendary Collection, which is where Dark Blastoise, number four, comes from. The 2002 set also comprised reprints of three other expansions, Base Set, Fossil, and Jungle. And while Legendary Collection is perhaps best known for the as the source of one of the rarest TCG Charizard cards in existence, that's far from its only highlight. A copy of another extremely valuable card from that set was recently discovered by Reddit user AzDFG1, AZDFG1, who spent $50 on a garage sale binder that contained a reverse hollow dark blastoise number four, surrounded by a bunch of Eevees. <laughs> nice. Historical eBay data reveals that the TCG card can be or uh, to be worth anywhere from 160 to 3,200, depending on its condition and grade, or lack thereof. The PSA only graded around 900 reverse hollow dark blastoise number four copies over the last 21 years, making this card, card sorry quite a rare find. Although the card attained by AZDFG1 is clearly ungraded. Its front does appear to be in good enough condition to attain a PSA grade of 8 or even a 9. They don't really say too much about the back though. Assuming its back is on damage, the card could easily net its owner up to $600. Not accounting for the grading costs, which would be in the ballpark of $75 in this instance. Even the near mint copies of a regular hollow dark blastoise regularly, regularly go for hundreds of dollars. So why is it so valuable? Well, the fact that the reverse hollow variant of this card is such a rare find may be the main factor contributing to its high valuation, but it's not the only one. Its value as a collector's item is also helped by Blastoise being an immensely popular Pokemon in general, as tends, as tends to be the case with many Gen 1 creatures, especially starters that boost inentric nostalgic value. Finally, this particular variant of Blastoise is widely considered to be among the strongest dark Pokemon in the entire TCG. Now that's largely based off of its rocket tackle move, which packs a decent punch and has a 50% chance of preventing all incoming damage to dark Blastoise on the following turn. Alternatively, the Pokemon also knows Hydro Cannon, which is one of the most flexible attacks in the entire game that allows the player to do between 30 to 70 damage, depending on the amount of energy cards attached to the creature. Huh, I mean, <laughs> I, God, that's that's insane. And actually, you know what? The, the picture of this that they have from uh, Reddit, that's going to be the clip art for this episode. So go back and, and look at that. You can just see, I mean, they've got, what, two, two of the same Eevees, and then another cute-looking Eevee on top of the Dark Blastoise, but... Holy crap, for 50 bucks? Man, you got a damn good deal. <laughs> and on that note, I say have a good week, good day, hell, just have a good time. And I will see you again next week when we continue also our Pokedex 
uh, Pokemon of the original 151 with Venusaur. Take care, everyone. See you again next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.